Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. But generally, you would go into wardrobe and they would have a rail and say, you need some bits. This is what we've pulled out. Let us know what you think works. And a lot of the time with Mel, it would be um, be like Jigsaw. It would be M&S. It would be Zara. That's when I came back. And things like Hotel Babylon, it's complete top end. So you'd be in Le Boutons. But that was the first two series. I'd be in Armani suits. Whistles Armani, Joseph. When was that? 2005 or six? that kind of time. And that was probably the most expensive wardrobe I've ever had as a character. I have a, a coat from Hobbs that I actually wore in drama. And then I bought it off them at the end because it was like this long, it's like a, a green, beautiful coat that was wool. And it's got lapels, collars, and it's double-breasted and, and belted, and it kind of looks a bit military. And I ke- I've kept that since, I think it was 2002, I wore wow. that in a TV drama. Still wear it. Hello, I'm Kat Farmer, also known as Does My Bum Look 40, and welcome to my podcast, Get Changed, where we uncover fashion secrets, faux pas, and fashion foibles, and about how fashion can make a difference to you. Today, we have the amazing Tamsin Althwaite. Hello, my love. Hello, Kat. You look gorgeous. So do you. I'm loving the stripes. Thanks. I'm loving the stripes. They always say you can't wear stripes on TV, don't they? Because they strobe. But there's nothing like a kind of sailor stripe. What do you call these? Uh, that's almost like a, that's a, like, I would say that's a knitted Breton. Breton, that's the word. Breton, is that the one I think? I think it's, yes, a knitted, knitted Breton. Okay, fine. I want to talk to you about fashion, but from when you were really young. Yes. So talk to me about your earliest fashion memory. What is it? I mean, do you have that pivotal moment that you remember and you suddenly thought, this is it? That's who I want to be. Well, I do know that my mum made us pretty aware of fashion quite young because there was a shop called Beaver. (gasps) Yes! I think it was on the King's Road. And my mum used to take us there. We weren't like particularly wealthy, but it was quite important for my mum to go to Beaver for her kids. And it was me and my brother. My youngest brother wasn't born yet. And I've got photos of us where we've just obviously got new clothes and we're down one of the markets like Roman Road or Chapel Street or Ridley Road and we're both holding little, I can only describe them as monkeys. Because in those days, there were people that you you used to pay in markets. Now you would never be able to do that. Oh, yes. And we're, we're both holding monkeys, but we are dressed like the coolest 70s kids you've ever seen. And I've got these pictures still. Now, the monkeys make it a little bit suspect, but the clothes 
I've got these like kick out check flares and this like little fur bomber. <gasps> and it looks so 70s. And, and my brother's in like a almost a bonnet. <laughs> so I, I, I was most aware of fashion as a kid because of Bieber because my mum made it her mission to clothe us in Bieber clothing. Um, as we got older, I think we stopped liking that look. And then, you know, I was dressing in princess things or whatever, which she hated. But I think I was quite aware of fashion quite young. When I was somebody that could afford to buy their own clothes, there was a shop at the end of the road. I must have been 11, 12, 13. And it was like the only little kind of cool designery little shop and I'd go down there with my pocket money and I remember buying baggy jeans with the piping and a sole belt that hang, hung down the front oh wow wow and also the other thing I bought there was stretch jeans with glitter in them oh wow so this must have been early 80s early 80s I love it and so in your teenage years I can't teenage years is when most of us experimented you know we thought and it was the 80s I mean was there a better decade in which we could all experiment than the 80s I hated the 80s for a very long time until recently no way yes I hated 80s fashion I loved <gasps> 70s and 90s became like made sense to me because I was older but that teenage fashion of like it was sequin boob tubes with stretch jeans with the glitter in like I said and pi little pixie boots that were suede yes did you never have, did you never, were you never into the rah skirts, the pedal yes. pushers? Oh, the rah skirts and the pedal pushers were a given. They were like your stable, definite daily thing. But I did experiment with hair, with the uh, sun in. Oh, yes. I mean, I actually saw that recently. Do you know what? Somebody has now, um, I think it's sunbum, they actually do hair lightning spray and I think anybody of our generation would be like steer clear because we are all scarred by the sun in yes but you're blonde so yours must have worked yeah but yeah so when I was a kid my hair started to go uh, darker I was naturally blonde but then it started to go darker as it does as you get older and so I did use the sun in then and I had a perm and it was a ginger frizz oh my it Lord. wasn't even ginger ginger would have been wonderful it was orange Orange, yeah, proper, full-on carrot orange. Yes. So that I, I really feel like my teenage years were bad fashion t times for me, just bad times. Do you have photos of them? Yes, I do have photos of, like, skirts. Oh, when I was, like, a casual <laughs> in Essex. So chain skirts where they'd have a little chain on the front, but they were pleated at the front, and they were by Farah or somebody. And and then the other look, the sporty look within that was like the feeler tracksuit, the tattoo yes. tracksuit. So I wore all of that. And what about in the in the eighties? Did you have any style icons? Were there people that you looked at and thought, do you know what? That is the look I want to channel. Probably Madonna. It's always Madonna, isn't it? I think the thing about Madonna is that she reinvented herself all the time. There was a look for everybody. Yes. Every single record she brought out, there was a different look. She had a look for every single record. Yeah, and I never got into the... I didn't... I hated this, the uh, lace gloves. Oh, you weren't desperately seeking Susan? No. Uh, and I always felt, when I looked at Madonna at that time, like she could do with a really good scrub. <laughs> oh, 
my God. You, did What did your mum think of her then? I don't know. I just know that it, I always felt like with Madonna, as much as I loved her, like I wanted my hair to be shiny and straight and not like looking like it could do with a wash. It took me a long time to work out that that kind of messy look was trendy. Oh God, I was it. always neat and tidy. Were you into colour as well? Or were you? Or did you just suddenly look at Madonna and think, that black, I love? No, I was actually quite into colour and pattern. I've got an awful photo of me at a wedding wearing a hat where I've got the flicks here, both <gasps> sides. Lady Die. I mean, that was that's early 80s, isn't it? Yeah. And then I've got the most bright coloured pattern dress you've ever seen that went tight. There was a big blouse and then went tight. And the, the shoes were kind of, they weren't a kitten heel. They were higher than a kitten heel, but a pump. Love it. So when did you get into fashion? I mean, you sound like you've always been interested in fashion, but do you think there was a moment at which you found your fashion, you know, you were like, I've, I've got it. This is it. Uh, no, I think I always wore, as an adult, I, I always found the, the outfit that you could wear to anything. And, and I always would say, a good bag and a good coat. And so if I was wearing a, just a black shirt, black jeans, a black heel, I would always, my money would be spent on the bag and the coat. And it might be to do with us living in a colder country because the bag and the coat's gonna get seen, Yeah, you know? So I always had an array of different coats. That was my thing. And when I got a new job, I treated myself to a new bag. But then as I got older, I realized, Sometimes you get a job and it's only two days in duration and you can't buy a bag every time because that's not as much as you're earning. So then I stopped buying bags. But there was a time where it was all about finding the next bag. And now I don't at all. In fact, I've probably sold most of them or given them to charity. What was your favourite? I had a lovely pink mulberry bag that was wonderful that I would never carry around now. Would you not? No. Well, you'd put it down and it'd get really dirty. And it's like you've spent so much money. And no, much now I'm much more durable. It's like, is that going to last? Yeah. Is it going to get dirty? Is it, and is it going to go with everything? So I think my stable was always a high black boot, you know, a skinny black jean and either a black shirt or a, a black turtleneck. And then I would just go wild on coats and bags. And did you just wear that for years? That, I mean, that's brilliant. That's such a great way to dress though. It's really sustainable. Yeah, well, it felt like that's the thing you're going to keep recycling over and over again in your wardrobe. So didn't matter if you put on a bit of weight because it was black. And also put a coat over the top. Who cares? Exactly. Do you, What about coats? What is your favourite, favourite coat? Do you have coats that you've kept for years and years? Yes, I do. I have a, a coat from Hobbs that I actually wore in a drama. And then I bought it off them at the end because it was like this long, it's like a, a green beautiful coat that was wool and it's got lapels collars and it's double breasted and, and belted and it kind of looks a bit military and I kept, I've kept that since I think it was 2002 I wore wow. that in a TV drama still wear it and also an Alberta Ferretti very like dark navy but it goes to the floor so oh. if you have a flat on it's thick and heavy but if you have a flat on it will go in the puddles okay so I, I would only wear that with a heel and it's caught in beautifully so those two coats have been with me probably for about 20 years so when you are in a drama 
what about, I mean, do you have any say, for example, let's talk about Mel. Do you have any say in what she wears? Uh, you do have say, but you don't, it's not like when you do a series on a long running thing that's like um, a continuing drama like EastEnders, you don't go shopping with them unless it's for something like Mel's wedding dress, which is really personal and it's going to be on screen a lot, you know. Did you get to choose that? Well, I chose between, a, you know, a group of wedding dresses and I knew it wasn't going to be what I would wear. So I had to think from Mel's point of view, not, oh, if I got married again, what would I wear? You know, you have to kind of separate yourself. And I knew that Mel needed like some kind of power dress. So um, that's how that came about. But generally you would go into wardrobe and they would have a rail and say, you need some bits. This is what we've pulled out. Let us know what you think works. And a lot of the time with Mel, it would be um, be like Jigsaw. It would be M&S. It would be Zara. That's when I came back. And things like Hotel Babylon, it's complete top end. So you'd be in Louboutins. But that was the first two series. I'd be in Armani suits. Whistles Armani, Joseph. When was that? 2005 or six, that kind of time. And that was probably the most expensive wardrobe I've ever had as a oh. character. But then but when you, you know, sometimes I've done a two-parter and you just have an amazing coat like that Hobbs coat I was telling you about. Sometimes you're playing a character, there's no way in the world you're going to wear their clothes. Okay. You're literally in a flat pair of pumps, some slacks, <laughs> and you're almost playing the opposite of what you would wear in real life. And in a way, that's quite nice because it gives you the character. I was about to say, yeah, it really helps you embody that person. Yeah, but it is quite lovely when you're doing a job and you think, oh, this wardrobe's great because I'm going to buy this when I leave. Because I wouldn't, for a long time, I wouldn't go shopping. I'd just buy them off the characters in the costume department. And you, you actually have to buy it. You can't just sort of sneak out it. Basically, I'm saying no. you can't steal it. You buy it. No, I mean, occasionally someone's given you a pair of shoes yeah. that they can't use again. But most of the time, you'll you'll buy it for a, a, a very small like portion of what it costs in the first place. Oh, wow. And what is, what's the favourite wardrobe? Is it the Hotel Babylon wardrobe? The Hotel Babylon wardrobe, it was like going into work every day and feeling a million dollars because you that's what you were meant to be. You're running a hotel and you're meant to look sharp. And then I did like things like two series of new tricks. I mean, to be fair, a lot of my cos- costumes for that were also a lot of M&S, but like high quality M&S. So I... I feel like when you get a character and you know what they're about and it's a police officer or it's somebody that wouldn't necessarily be able to afford an Armani wardrobe or a Joseph wardrobe, you know then that that character's next step down is an M&S wardrobe that looks a bit Armani. Yeah, definitely. You, you can make the cheaper the, the cheaper labels look like they are designed quite easily. Because, well, I mean, and you're thinking about all your characters. I mean, you've never looked, you've never done... A Vicky Pollard, have you? I mean, your characters oh, are yeah. all... Oh, yeah. Have you? Top... Yeah. Which one? Well, I did a series called Vital Signs for ITV where I was training to be a doctor, but we were really kind of a working-class family on a housing estate, and that was the thing. She was training to be a doctor because what? how could someone like that be a doctor? But 
she started off working in the NHS and, and then had a passion for it. And so we decided she should be a little bit kind of just not quite Vicky Pollard, but similar vibe. Okay. And I had two big, thick zebra stripes of bleach going through my hair on a very dark brown head. Well, can I just ask, was that your hair? You actually yes. you didn't wear a wig? Oh, yeah. I had to go around like that for a while, for <gasps> a whole series. I mean, it took about six months to shoot. So that's what I would... And sometimes I'd put it up and try and hide it, and, or I'd wear a hat. Sometimes I'd just try and style it out. <laughs> and that particular character was mainly in, you know, charity shop clothing or quite, yeah. just quite inexpensive, a little bit, not really high street, even more like maybe new look, maybe charity shop. But did she have a certain style or was it she just didn't care? She just literally wore clothes because they covered... Didn't care. Clothes were just to cover her body. Yeah. It's not often I play a part like that when when the character doesn't care about what they look like. Yeah. So that was really quite refreshing. It's just that you don't get to buy any of those clothes when you leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good, thanks. You, you can leave these ones here. You can return yeah. these. Is there anything when they say to you at the end, is there anything you'd like to take? Uh, the socks? <laughs> and how long did the hair take to grow out? Quite a long time. But then I think I went on to something else straight afterwards, so we had to get it back to blonde, so it was fine. But Okay. You know, it takes a battering when you say, yes, I want to not wear a wig. I want to be authentic and try and be as true to the character as possible. And I don't, I don't mind dyeing my own hair. Well, that obviously leaves you with dreadful conditioned hair. For a long time. Gosh, so now, do you now say, uh, yeah, as long as my hair can be blonde, thanks very much. Well, yeah, people don't ask you to dye it that often now. Do they not? No, Hmm. unless it's a period piece and and your hair is definitely not a period colour. So then I'd wear a wig. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, um, so do you find, have you found that your fashion style sort of as you've got older has been not dictated by, but sort of influenced by all the different characters that you've played and the different wardrobes that you've seen? Well, yeah, because if I'm if I'm going out for a lunch meeting that's a business meeting like I am later today, instead of doing trainers and jeans, which is my school run and hanging out at home, and I will kind of add an element of power dressing. 
And because it makes you feel like you're in control or more in control of your own life than you actually are. And the great thing is, I think you've, I mean, you've actually seen that. I mean, actually, you know, as you said earlier, you know, Hotel Babylon, she is a powerful woman and they portray that in her. That's the first, that's the first impression you see is of her looking absolutely boss. Yes. It's like that, that immaculate look is very far away from me in my real life because I still feel like I'm a big kid and I don't often look immaculate. Not many of us do. No, but that feels that feels like you're making a massive effort. You're almost playing a part in your own real life, aren't you? So true. And clothes can make such a difference, can't they, when, when you do that? Well, when I put my leg, my yoga legs, leggings on and a, a jumper, like a, a sports top, it will be the beginning of going, you need to work out. Oh, that's, that's so true. And sometimes I might wear that all day long and not work out. I only do five press-ups and 10 sit-ups, but it's got me into that frame of mind. Do you feel guilty? I feel so guilty. Oh, so do the I. guilt. It is, isn't it? Those leggings, you can hear them saying, you've done nothing. I know. Ugh. What have you done today or for the past month, in fact? Oh, stop. Yeah, I, I'm still going. It's, it's just been Christmas. It's just been Christmas. I'll start next week. I'll start next month. I will. Yes, I will. It's still February. Yeah, exactly. It's still winter. And at any point in your adulthood, have you had a fashion crisis? Oh, yeah. I think one of the main ones I remember is, is when I was in EastEnders going to the Soap Awards and... I wore a lovely Jenny Packham dress. I mean, you wouldn't be able to have these categories now. Sexiest female in a soap. I think it was the second year I'd won it. And I employed somebody to do my hair and makeup. And we were going right to the wire. And my makeup was, you know, I had five minutes to get onto the red carpet. And they'd done that thing where all my hair spiralled. You know, they'd tonged it all. But then you're meant to brush it out and let it and I, I actually didn't have time and I had all this green makeup to match the dress and these tiny weeny ringlets and I looked like Shirley Temple oh 30 year old Shirley Temple it was horrific are there still photos of that of course there are I'm, I'm hunting those out I'm hunting hunting those out yeah yeah but what about personally though I mean are there any are there any times you sort of looked in your wardrobe or looked in the mirror and just thought do you know what I'm just not sure. I, 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 there's nothing in my wardrobe. I've got a wardrobe full of clothes, but there is nothing I want to wear. Yes, I do. But you know what I do? I recycle quite a lot in the sense that there's a, a little shop I go to where you can take your stuff that you no longer wear and they sell it for you. And instead of like giving the money, I just tally it up with some new other bits. Oh, brilliant. It's in Crouch End, change of heart. I take my stuff in and then they go and then they sell it and they say, you got this much credit and I'll often like go oh I really need a new pair of boots I really need that just as it's more sustainable it feels right in this day and age to not just have all this completely you know disposable fashion everywhere I think the best thing about pre-loved as well is that you're so less likely to see someone else in it absolutely because it's not this season no not at all everyone is obsessed with this season we should all be looking in our wardrobes and buying things from from years gone by and Find some gems. Yeah, it's vintage, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Do you know what? I had this conversation with someone the other day. What is the definition of vintage? How many years? I don't know. I reckon, I don't think, I don't think there is a, a, a class for it. I would say 20, 15. I would just say you can't get it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's true. So apart from your Shirley Temple on the red carpet moment, are there any other, in your personal life, any 
fashion faux pas that you look back and think, what the hell was I doing with that? As an adult, I would say I've cut a fringe in quite a lot. And then I kind of try to dress it, dress my body like someone with a fringe would. It's so true. That is such a thing. And then you're like, but I don't like that outfit, but I'm just trying to match the fringe. (laughs) And actually it's all about the fringe. But you do it with makeup, don't you? You go, oh, I'm going to do a different kind of, I know what makeup suits me. Stop trying. A red lip works at times, but not all the time. So true. And just, you know, stop trying to find something that's a bit more fashion aware, makeup wise and and clothing wise and trying to, you know, I know what suits me. Just stay with it. So what about fashion faux pas when you were younger? Are there any glaringly obvious ones there that you look back and think, oh, my Lord? Yeah, the one I told you about at the wedding with the hats that I've got the flicks yeah. that do this. And then I'm wearing this very brightly coloured dress. I also, for a long time, I wouldn't let my mum put me in trousers. And I only wore this very bright yellow dress that had red ribbons on it. And I, I, there's an awful lot of photos between the age of, say, nine and 12 where I feel like I'm wearing the dress a lot in lots of different (laughs) scenarios. And my mum said that I wouldn't take it off for a long time. And she hated it. I think she must have thrown it away. It is very sustainable. I mean, you you had it nailed at the age of nine. Yes. I don't feel like, you know, you always have to wear something new to go on a red carpet. I don't feel like you can't be seen in the same dress twice. All of that. I think that's ludicrous. There used to be a time where you wouldn't wear the same thing on a red carpet. Well, I would now. And talking about red carpet dressing, I mean, that actually personally for me, that that is my probably my biggest, not that I do much of it at all, if any, but that is my biggest, I hate it. And I know some people love the glamour and love funny things, but how, how do you go about that? How has that changed over the years? Uh, I don't love the red carpet thing, the red carpet fashion thing at all, because... I know when I'm in my house what my dress looks like. But the following day in the sidebar of shame on the Daily Mail, it never looks like that. It never looks like that. For some reason, you always look very much heavier. The, the angles that you're caught at never look like how when you stood in front of a mirror before you left the house. So I often feel like when I'm experimenting with something and I'm, I'm trying a different dress on the red carpet, it's really difficult for me to actually like it. I feel like I'm just doing a job and I'm going to work. Uh, I suppose as I've got older, I've cared less and probably had more less events to go to. But still in the winter months, remembering that a really good coat always covers up anything. It, that you you are not happy with. If I'm feeling in, in great shape, which I'm not at the moment, if I'm feeling in great shape, I would really, I would much more likely to try like something new, a different kind of designer or style or some or color or. And do you do you shop for yourself for the red carpet or do you have a stylist? Yeah, no, I've never had a stylist. I mean, I've used people before, but I've never had like a personal stylist. So where do you go shopping for them? Where, 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 how do you start? Where Sometimes do you start? Sometimes people lend you things. I, that I have been lucky enough to be lent things by people, especially if you're like nominated for something or you're giving an award out and then you feel like, you know, people want you because they want your dress, their clothes to be shown. So, 
but where do I shop? If I'm going on a red carpet, I don't know. I don't think I'd know where to start. I'd firstly look in my wardrobe. Yes, brilliant. You know, there are certain designers that are always really good to Lula and Hope and um, oh, the lovely Irish girls that are wore to the Attitude Awards. Of course. I have a nice selection of Queens of Archive. Oh, Queens of Archive. Amazing. And I think their stuff really suits me. You know, when you find something, I love a big pussy bow. Yes. And also, I'm not very good at actually showing off skin. The old, I think the older you get, the harder it is. Because it doesn't look like how you thought your skin looked? No, no, it doesn't. Especially the worst thing is when you get it from a back angle. The worst thing on the planet I've discovered as you get older are your, is, is, are your weenuses. You're basically your elbows. That little craggy bit of skin there is called, look at that. Oh, yeah. It's, look at that, it's a face. It doesn't help that I'm hyper mobile as well, so my arm goes further back. Yeah, I know it's terrible, horrible, but that when you catch a picture of that from the back you think yeah ah anyway I think the most important thing is now when you're doing anything red carpet wise is to feel comfortable if you feel comfortable and you you feel like you're comfortable in your skin you're comfortable in your dress you exude something confidence yeah it's confidence it's happiness it's contentness I just think it's I I think it's confidence you look in the mirror you feel great I always say if you feel great you look great yes if you have this confidence that you're carrying an outfit and even if other some thinks I'm not sure about that if you are wearing it with such certainty yes people go oh okay absolutely it's so true it's so true So right now, talking about style icons, whose style do you admire? Is there anybody that you say, do you know what? I love, love what they wear. And that is the look that I, I sort of channel. I don't want to be them, but I want to sort of adopt some Ooh. of their style. Well, I've always loved Kate Blanchett. Oh, she's amazing. Some, it's something that I'll, it's, it's what you're, I'll never be. She's measured. Yeah, I suppose when you're playing a part, you you act in that way. But me as myself, I'm always like a giggling mess. So she's like, there's something almost royal about her. It might be because she's played lots of royalty, but no, I know what you mean. She's she's very ethereal, isn't she? But in, yes, in a, but in a in a in a sort of quite corporate way. She's not flo- yes. she's not floaty. She's really tailored. I mean, she she she's very works. tailored, and I've always loved that tailored look. I'm not good with a, a bat wing arm. In fact, this is really not uh, the normal kind of thing that I would wear. I like a tailored look. I like a trouser suit and even a, a, a skirt suit. I just, there's something about a tailored look that looks well thought out. It looks like your, your brain is organized because your yeah. look is organized. And that for me is the biggest thing to try and pull off that my brain is organized. Very, very true. And I also think that it it makes, it's actually an, an easy look to wear with regards to there's not much that can go wrong with wrong. it. Wrong, yes. You know, it's it's easy to put, it's easy to put on. And I think also it's always out occasion appropriate. Yes, you can, can't really go wrong. And so, so really my ideal would be a bit sleeping with the enemy style, like different coloured trouser suits you know in your wardrobe all different colors from bright to dark what about style what style would you go for different style trousers 
some I'd have like the pencil cigarette leg. Gorgeous. Which I love because that always looks good if you, it lengthens your leg, doesn't it? And then some I would have a really beautiful wide leg where the trouser flows. I love that look. I'm not very good at like oversized jackets because I always feel like I look like larger than I am. I like a tailored jacket as well. It is so flattering. You're absolutely right. It's so, so, so flattering. And I also think, you know, the tailored jacket, if it's tailored properly, it's not going to cling. There's nothing yes. worse than that. And it looks good from all angles. Angles. So that's that's the definite, you know, I always think a masculine suit is really sexy. And what do you wear underneath it? Oh, it depends. Sometimes it's a really good shirt. I love a ruffle on anything. The shirt company do some amazing shirts, don't they? Do you know them? No, I don't know them. Shirt company. I wore one last night to uh, this uh, thing at the ENO, Holly Willoughby's thing, and it's like a, a rough fold and it's quite low cut. But I, they just do some really incredible shirts if you want to wear them with just jeans or suits. What did you have on the other night? You had an amazing, for um, Lisa Faulkner's birthday, you had an amazing black top on with like a tie. What did I wear to Lisa Faulkner's birthday? How do you know this? How do I know this? Because I, I'm, I'm, I'm weird. And I saw that top and thought, that top's lovely. Jaeger at m &S. Shut the front door. Yeah. So the dress is navy and then the actual tie is black. So you've got this navy and black two-tone thing. Right, okay. Okay, I'm on it. Thank you very much. I do love it at m &S. It is my go-to. Where would be where would be your top three shops if you were going to go, okay, fine. Do you know what? I, I actually do. Clothing. I found some, yeah, found some holes in my wardrobe. I'm going to go and look. These are the first shops I'm going to go and look at. It would be Queens of Archive for all of the dresses and the occasion. It would be the shirt company for all of the shirty. And then it would be M&S for all of your stable products. Brilliant. You've just got it all covered. You don't need to go anywhere else ever. No. And what about shoes? See, I'm not so great at shoes. I've got a wonderful pair of high C by Chloe boots and they kind of go with everything. And then, you know what I've got, which I've never managed to make work? Because I don't walk, I like walking in high heels. Look at me like a little. <laughs> I like walking in high heels, but I, it's very, very rare to find a comfortable high pair that stay on, that don't click off, that don't give me blisters. I find that tricky. And Cala shoes, they are actually made for people that have corns or bunions or something. And if you've ever danced in your life, you're going to have that. And the sole underneath makes them very comfortable. So they were the only shoes I could wear for a while when I had a bad foot because I broke my uh, left third metatarsal. So I couldn't wear a heel at all. And they were the only ones I wore. So I had like diff all different colored ones of those. And the flat ballet pumps, there's something about the way they're made. So you've got support. And they're a bit, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm wearing Nana shoes, but they, they do different, completely different types now. They're really branching out. But apart from that, I'm not great at, like, I've really tried very hard. I have these lovely white Seed by Chloe shoes as well that are a Mary Quant kind of, not Mary Quant, what do you call them? Oh, like a, like a, like a, like a uh, Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Uh, but they've got a big chunky heel and they've been pretty trendy for a while now. I've tried to wear them with black tights and but I never can pull it off I don't believe myself I don't feel authentic in them and there's something about feeling authentic in the fashion that you're wearing that when you get to this age the authenticity is more important than anything else it's 
so true. As we said before, if you don't feel, if you don't feel that you're owning it, the outfit will look off and yes. you will not be comfortable. And it will, it has the, I think it has the ability to ruin your day, your evening. It just affects everything if you don't feel great. Yeah, absolutely. Or you're nursing blisters afterwards or you know, trying not to fall over because you have, you're not used to this style. I think when you find a few pairs of shoes that work really well, just stick to them and make them work with all the outfits. Yeah, definitely. So what would your advice be for someone who has currently lost their way? Because I know there are loads of women, I think when, especially when you sort of hit your forties or it could be in your thirties after having kids, changing jobs, divorce, whatever it might be. But I think also you get to the menopause, you know, you look in the mirror and you think, I don't recognise the person looking back at me. I, yes. don't, I don't want to be this person anymore. What advice would you give to that person? I think that the menopause is a massive one as well when you lose your way because you, you your identity, you question everything and you get anxiety and so many other symptoms that we know about but we can't remember because we're menopausal. <laughs> and uh, I would say instead of like branching out and looking for being you know, more daring or whatever. You want to do that in a place when you're confident. So it's it's the classic of don't cut your hair when you're heartbroken or because what happens is you feel like, who am I? And you want a change. And you take yourself to somewhere that's far away from you because you want a change. And actually it makes you more unhappy. So I always think when I'm not feeling confident, I try really hard to find the things that work for me in my wardrobe already. Or sometimes I will go and find something, but a classic black polo neck. And if it's summer, a classic, you know, a V T-shirt with a classic jean is a stable. And you can make sure that that works with loads of other little scarves, jackets, accessorize. But I think you can normally find it in your wardrobe. When you're not confident and you're, you're like, I don't know what is going on here, you can normally find yourself again in the wardrobe. But it's just looking, isn't it? It's like you don't need to go and buy new clothes all the time to make yourself feel better. Retail therapy works on some levels, but you're still going to be the same human. So when you lose your way fashion wise, I think a lot of the time it's go back into your wardrobe and, and find the things that have always worked. But, you know, you haven't put them on for a bit or whatever. And wear them in a different different way. Try them with in different outfits. Try different yes. things. Yeah. I mean, no, you're definitely. so good at that. You're so good at like every day is a fashion show for you because of what you do. But I will completely forget sections of my wardrobe that, you know, serve me very well sometimes. Absolutely. And there are mostly things you bought, a lot of things you bought, especially if you were once really into fashion, you bought them for a reason and you yes. love them. And there's no reason why you can't love them again. No, you're right. But it's under, I think it's understanding who you want to be. It's thinking back to, okay, who do I want to see looking back in the mirror? That's, that's the sort of thing that you, you need to start right at the very beginning. It's not about going shopping because you'll just no. come back with a whole lot of crap that you're never going to wear. Yes. It's looking at, okay, okay, fine, what do I want to be? Absolutely. And it changes. It changes all the time. It does indeed. But it normally, absolutely right, it can be found in your wardrobe yes. or at least the nub of it like the kernels like you've said great basics yeah great basics the great jeans I always think I've just got into wearing a boyfriend jean which oh. is new for me and 
I didn't think I'd like it, but there's something about it that's like really freeing because I'm not holding my stomach in. I mean, where we were last night, we were out and I bumped into a friend of mine that you know, and she said, oh, I said, you look amazing. She went, elasticated trousers. And I completely where she get, know where she gets that from. It's like, there are times where you just want to be comfortable, but you can look smart and comfortable. So I found these jeans. I've got these jeans that are actually, they're not, they look like jeans, but they're actually jersey, but they've got like the denim painted onto them. What's not to love about that? Yeah, and so what, they're stretch? Yeah, look. Let's have a look. That's oh stretchy. yes. I've got a jumpsuit as well. Brilliant. Just That's brilliant. Amazing. I know. I know, they're really cool. Um anyway, so finally, the final question. The outfit that you are going to haunt people in. Ooh. So the one outfit that if you only had to wear one outfit for the rest of time, what would it be? Your favourite outfit you've ever worn? I do love a jumpsuit. But I, depending on how I'm feeling in my body, I would, there are two. One is like a green velvet jumpsuit from Rock the Jumpsuit. Oh, she's amazing. Oh, and I, I love it. And I swear, I'm, I probably have worn it. I've worn it to a wedding. I've worn it to a big do. I've worn, worn it on a red carpet. And it always works. But it's, it's quite tight around the middle. So if I was feeling like, oh, I'm not feeling toned, then I would wear a different jumpsuit from me and M that is completely black, zip up the middle, and however you're feeling is extremely flattering. So if I was feeling super fit, it would be the green velvet jumpsuit. And if I wasn't, it'd be the black me and M one. Okay, fine. All right, that's amazing. And they're such a good tip. I mean, jumpsuits are just, I mean, there is always the thorny issue of the, the toilet. Yeah. The toilet. And I often am like, why have I got a jumpsuit? on and I'm going to the toilet <laughs> sitting there in your bra I know and the, the trousers and then the deck going down onto the floor and you're trying to hold it up so that the sleeves don't get on the dirty floor of the toilet <laughs> but as an item of clothing they are brilliant because it's just one thing to think about yes they always I think they always look good but to be fair one of my favorite jumpsuits was actually a new look it was Rochelle's range Rochelle Humes did a yeah. range and it's pink and it was 20 pounds and it's pink denim and nice. it I just love it do you know what and that's the other thing we haven't spoken about but I don't think it matters where you get something from no it's whether it works whether it fits yeah and how long are you going to keep it for some really expensive things don't last very long and some things that are extremely cheap last for a lifetime so I don't know. I just, it just depends on the item, I think. Yeah. And it depends how you wear it. I'm never very good with a belt, which you do very well. I love, I love a belt. I never do a belt. Oh, what? Do you mean holding jeans up or actually over? Just over generally, I, I don't put a belt on a jean. I don't wear a belt over the top of a dress unless there's a belt that comes with it. It's weird. And I think that is because I don't really have a waist. I'm quite straight down and I don't want to accentuate the waist anymore. I mean, but I'm exactly the same, interestingly. But do you know what I've discovered? I think the best thing I, oh, now I'm going to sound like Kate Norton, elasticated belts. They, uh, you see, they work. They actually do cinch in a little bit. And it just they? give you the, an illusion of waist. And the other top trick, if you do want to give the illusion of a waist with a belt, is to have something so it's got more volume underneath, so like a fuller skirt and like a slightly looser top. 
Yes. So it, so you come in and then yes. go out. Just it's pretend curves. Yes. I like that. There we go. So go and get belt shopping. They're amazing. I will. Yeah. Thank you so, so much, Tam. I absolutely loved it. Thank you very, very much. It's been brilliant. And um, I will see you soon. See you soon, darling. Thank you, thank you. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 